0: good to see everybody good to get a hug and hellos from everyone couple a uh, couple quick announcements. In fact uh, yesterday was our um, food outreach in fact I know we have one picture of a slide kind of only one we got um, kind of show you the inside of people serving there you go so that's before uh, it started and I would love, you know what would be great is all of you that have volunteered before, because everybody gets like a story, like somebody shares something with them, let us know, email it in, let us know. Yesterday I had a guy outside, we kind of kept him outside for a little bit, and he was adamant that I was his drinky buddy on the Santa Monica Pier. So, no, no, wasn't me, but um, thank you to all those that come and volunteer and serve and, See people. So again, another record day. Six pages of families that had signed up. Over 400 people uh, that had come. So one of the things that Steve and Eileen had shared yesterday was now that we're seeing as many as we've had the last several several months, the food bank will now open another day or two, possibly during the week, so that we can store food uh, on site. So that's a big praise the Lord as well too. So um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Always a great day. Got a little sun tan on my body, too, I think, outside. So uh, Also, next Sunday, in fact, is a fifth Sunday of the month, which we do an all-family service, but we're also going to do a potluck, right? Potluck. Uh, I called out Kathy and John last week for doing their Il- Enchirito. Did I say it right? Enchirito, which my son loves. James is here. James does the best plantains. I'll call him out. I'm just going to start going down the list, right? Start calling people out with... Uh, so think of something to bring and share next Sunday, and you can bring it in uh, early into the kitchen, see John and Kathy uh, will hang out after service next week and have some, some lunch. If I think of some of you, which you guys make, I'll call you out uh, as well, too. All right, um, so the one verse, actually two verses I want to read for our offering today is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18 and 19. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18 and 19. And Apostle Paul says this, Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold of eternal life. In fact, when I was rereading this again today, let them do good, that they may be rich in good works. Works. We're actually going to look at that word comes in our, our message time today. Maybe we rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, right? It's a different type of, of heart that the believer has. So as we do each and every week, we put up a prayer uh, on the screen. Would you pray it individually by yourself from you to your Father God? Pray this together. Let's say this together. Ready? As I give in today's offering, I live with a vision for eternal things, And to extend your kingdom help me to let go of what is temporary and to lay hold of what is eternal I give today with faith and vision for my future in Jesus name we pray amen if you're giving today in service you can take the envelope that's in the seat back pocket you can place it in the uh, giving slot that's on the wall by the sound booth as you exit you can go to our website hillschurcharcadia.org you can give online or you can give by mail. The P.O. box is on there as well, too. Well, if you have your Bibles, um, open with me in two places, John chapter 5 and then in John chapter 14. John chapter 5 and John chapter 14. My title today is Greater Works. We're going to look at uh, one of the sayings that Jesus had. In fact, as I was reading this, I went to this, and then we'll kind of jump forward at the end. Greater works works, Jesus will say. So let me pick up the first time we read this, that Jesus refers to something but he's referring to himself and he's referring to Father God. We read this in John chapter 5 verse 19 through 20 Then Jesus answered and said to them Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. So Jesus starts and he's telling us of the relationship that he has with his Father God, he does nothing of his own, only what he sees the Father does. He talks about that later, seeing what the Father does, listening to what the Father says. He acted and didn't do any miracle or anything that would be outside of what the Father does. Remember the first miracle, the water to wine, and yet he told his mother that it was not the time, And yet that miracle instituted that Jesus wouldn't have done anything that he had not seen the Father do. But he did say that the Father would show him greater works than these, right? So Jesus and the Father operating. One of the things that Jesus talks about is that his disciples that would be the apostles would also go and make disciples. So all of us are sitting next to one of his disciples. Did you know that today? In fact, point at somebody next to you. You're one of his disciples, right? So don't exclude yourself from the message and think, Shh, I don't have to do any of this stuff. No, you're a disciple. When we see in a minute when he says the word go, you know who he's talking to, he's talking to you, right? It's the whole bit of, of going. So. Jesus said the Father revealed everything to him, and God would show Jesus greater works. Think about that, right? In fact, that word greater, we're going to see in a minute, too. It means the greatest. One of the words is the greatest, or the word more. There would be more. Well, then we get in John chapter 14, and I want to read verse 12. Jesus is talking uh, to the disciples. In fact, 14 is, is familiar to all of us. Jesus says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I, or if it were not so, I would have told you. That's in John chapter 14. I go to prepare a place for you. Well, he says this in verse 12, to his disciples. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Does your Bible say that? Or is it just mine? No, you All of our Bibles say that, right? You will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Let me read that again so that it sinks into all of us. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Greater works than Jesus. I walked on water three times this week. I don't know about you. No. I've tried that before years ago. Lord, this swimming pool, there's nobody around. Nobody will see. And I'll just take a step out and I'll walk on the water. You know what I did? All the way to the bottom. Greater works. Sometimes that's hard for us to comprehend, isn't it? Greater works. But Jesus said, you'll do these things. In fact, he knew that this gospel would be taken and it would be preached all around the world, that there would be signs that would follow. Now think about this. Jesus sees the things that we do that nobody does. People that pray, right? Jesus sees prayer. Jesus sees those things. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, he talked about um, people that went out and they visited people, they fed people, they took people drink, they clothed people, right? They visited people, all of those things that many of us have done time and time and time again, years upon years, we've probably visited more people. In fact, at my church in El this was before computers came, and not that long ago, our pastor would give us a list, and we'd have to go visit X amount of people during the week. And so you'd either call them or you'd show up their house. Now I was, you know, I'm 22 years old. Well, I always figured I'd go at dinner time. That's when I went because I was hungry, right? And I'd go and you go knock on the door and you could see the oh, you're eat- I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to come at it. No, 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 come in and eat. No, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I'm really kind of that looks. What are you having tonight? So I'd go in and have dinner with the family, and then we'd visit, and you know, we'd kind of we'd kind of go on. But i was thinking about. The amount of times people have been, we've all visited people in hospitals. We've visited people in their homes. Have you ever taken a meal to somebody's house? Have you ever prayed for somebody that um, maybe, you know, others didn't know about? All these type of things that Jesus says, but he uses those words, greater works. What does he mean by greater works? Well, we know this, Satan is defeated because of Jesus. We know that he completed redemption. We know that, in fact, one of the things at the end, and we'll talk in the next week, there's the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus is now our intercessor, right? Praying for us. Praying for us. So all authority, Jesus will say, is given to the believers, and the believers are carrying out his message. But he said, greater works than these you will do. One of the pastors that invited me uh, to Sri Lanka, I think it's been four years now, Um, it was one of those trips going that, man, I was a little nervous because of knowing of the history of their church. So this pastor um, had six people that were dead that he prayed for that came to life. So I remember asking him, tell me about the first one, right, the very first one. He says, I didn't know that they, I, I I thought I heard they were just sick. So he said, when I went into the family's house and there was the baby, I thought the baby was sick. And I I prayed for the baby and the baby started coughing and the baby started breathing, breathing, started crying. And I took the baby out and they were all like in tears. They had, he says, I thought the baby was sick. They said, no, the baby was dead. He says, and that was number one, six different times. He chose the supervisors that oversaw churches. They had a couple thousand churches in Sri Lanka. Supervisors were chosen and one of the qualifications was not what Bible college you went to, how many sermons that you did. It was, had you prayed for somebody that was risen from the dead? Wow, that's how they, and so that, when you come to those things, it's like, wow, that's like the the greater work types of things. Made me think of, in fact, I, I did some numbers last night. Jesus did two feedings in the Bible. He fed 5,000 men plus women and children. He also at another time fed 4,000. So I added up and took an average in the last year of how many families that we have fed just on twice a month on Saturday and the average should be um, 9,600 people were fed. But think of the ministries that have fed people all around the world in the name of of Jesus, right? In the name of Jesus. And so things have been done greater. But I think Jesus is talking about even more, right? Something more. We're all his disciples. It's that greater. We need to think about that in the morning when we head out. Lord, let me do something greater today. Right? Let me do something greater. Let me come across somebody's path. Let me be ready that I'm ready in season. Because when I read that verse, We'll do the same also, but greater things that we'll do. So in Mark chapter 16, let me jump there, verse 15 through 18. Mark 16, 15 through 18. These are Jesus' words to his disciples. And he says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Remember, take up serpents is not that you go find hey, there's a king cobra, I'm going to go grab him and take him up. No, no, no. A lot of snake bites, a lot of things happening. Remember the Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul was shipwrecked, but he already prophesied and said there would be nobody that dies tonight. And they all were able to get ashore, and Paul builds the fire for everybody that saved, right? He's the one building the fire, and in the midst of the, the wood, the Bible says there was a viper that latched onto his arm. And the Bible says he shook it off. And everybody watched Paul, because you know what they thought was going to happen? He's going to swell up. Watch his eyes. Just keep an eye on his eyes. And he's going to go over. He didn't budge at all. In fact, they thought he was a god. If you've been bitten by a snake, if there's a serpent, right, you'll take it up. So Jesus says this to the disciples. Now let me mention this. We're in the middle. We looked at last week that the disciples, they were heading out to go fishing. Jesus had already been resurrected. The Bible says that they had seen him three different times, three different occasions. I think the one word in their mind when they hear all of this is the word how. How are we going to go into all the world? Jesus really ministered in a small geographical area for three and a half years. Now he's telling them it's going to go all around the world and it's going to go through you guys. And I think that word is the word sometimes we think of is how. How? Well, Jesus used that one word. In fact, I, I put it in my notes. It's the word, you just got to go, right? You just have to go and trust him. In fact, he said that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. It says this, that Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. Isn't it amazing to think that God created this beautiful earth and he gave it to Adam and Eve. And what did they do with it in Genesis 3? They messed it all up. Now Jesus, who has all authority, he's conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he takes this gospel message and he says, I want you, 11, right now to take this message and take it around the world until the ends of this age, that he trusts us humans again. You ever made a mistake? You ever blown it? You ever said anything that you shouldn't have said? Let <laughs> me start my aerobics this morning, and you stop and you, you repent, right? We were up in Oregon. Um, we had done my brother's memorial, and my uh, other brother had contracted... Uh, a company to come and pick up some furniture. And they were, they were long and short story, they were they were ripping him off. So I actually had gone in the house to go get him. Well, they had tripled the price. And the lady came out and she said, he told me to go ahead and do it, pointing at me. Right? And my brother looks at me and I'm like, I didn't say anything. So she started going on and going on. And I said these words. Shut your mouth. And my brother looks at me. He's a pastor. And this lady just got real quiet. Well, it was a scam, right? They loaded all this stuff up and it was a scam. Well, I went in the house, I felt bad. Here's this lady, you know, I heard her friend loading up all this furniture in the rain and here I am, right? Shut your mouth! I probably said a little more stern. Sometimes I can get my eyes. Maybe you do that? I, got, I think I got it from my mom. My mom used to have just those eyes that could look at you and you squirmed in the chair. Oh, and I went in the house and I, and I said, I apologize, family, that I wasn't Christ-like outside. I think they all forget, but they tease me on text now, right? Are you telling somebody to shut your mouth? No, okay. We've all said things. We've all done things, but then we come back and we repent, right? I want to make things right, right with the Lord. Jesus trusts his church, the most precious thing to us. The most precious thing. It's like when you go out somewhere and you have your kids stay at somebody's house. The reason you have your kids stay at their house is because you trust that family that they would do anything. When I sat down with my uh, future son-in-law and he shared everything in his heart that how much he loved my daughter and I still had a list to go through, right? Because I wanted to make sure that I was entrusting my most precious thing on earth to him. I wanted to make sure Jesus was entrusting his most precious thing, the gospel, the things that were commanded, the works that he was doing to humans. Right. And he doesn't want it messed up. He wants it pure. He wants it done right. He wants it with a done heart. And that's why he just uses those simple words. Just go. Right. Just go. Trust me. Allow me to do greater, greater things. It's amazing to think of those those things, the greater works. He says, you will do those greater things. I've commanded you to do it. So as we'll look in the next couple weeks, it's interesting that Jesus has so much to say in the Gospels about the Holy Spirit. In fact, he uses the word comforter. In fact, the actual word is one called alongside of you. Right? One called. Alongside of you because Jesus knew that to accomplish this work to take this gospel around the world to the to the till the end of the age that we would need the Holy Spirit on the inside of us rather than Jesus walking beside us. Now remember the disciples aren't we get a great example. We get an opportunity to look at the gospels and we get a big picture. They didn't know how any of this was going to happen. They didn't know what they were going to do without Jesus. When Jesus finally ascended into heaven, they just kept looking. They kept looking and looking. and It was like the balloon. They just kept looking and looking and looking. And the angel's like, hey, wake up. What are you guys doing? Gazing out there? Go get together and pray. Get ready for him to speak to you. So Jesus knew that. It's interesting, of all of the things, if we gathered what Jesus did, he taught, he preached, he healed, he healed all kinds of diseases. He raised the dead. He fed thousands. He caught a lot of fish for people. There was protection around him. That's part of it, right? Um, Even to love people that are extremely difficult, that's one of the greater things that we can do. Paul took this and understood the greater things because Acts says Paul did, they use this word, unusual miracles handkerchiefs and aprons that were sent and people were healed. Demons, unusual miracles. Paul captured this. Well, let me read this verse and I'll, I'll, I'll close with uh, this verse today, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this will set up the next coming week, Acts 1, 8. Now remember, the disciples' picture is, what are we going to do without Jesus? And Jesus says, oh, you guys are going to be just fine because I want to do Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus says these words, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It's amazing from that point, the gospel has not stopped. It's continuously going around the world. In fact, um, really, this Acts one gives us an, an outline for the entire, uh, really, the entire work or the entire work in Acts. They are witnesses in Jerusalem for sure, and they're persecuted in Jerusalem, and they get scattered to take the gospel out. They're witnesses in Judea, Samaria. That would be like us looking at um, counties and cross-cultural areas. They were witnesses to the Mediterranean world, And the Spirit is the one that would provide the power to be a witness worldwide. You know, I was thinking about this even yesterday at our food ministry, and I I feel so bad that I only know one language. How many of you know at least two or three languages? I know, I feel terrible. That's like the lazy American, isn't it? I know English. Two or three languages. I always feel, oh, I wish I... And then I, I look at some of the symbols. I know uh, somebody asked me yesterday if I knew Espanol. I said, I always say this, muy poquito. Right? That always gets me. Just a little, right? That's, the just a little is that little, right? Just a, just a little. Oh. But the communication part, right? Our heart is always wanting to make sure we, we communicate. But Jesus told these disciples that were the apostles, if they would be faithful to his commands... That this gospel would spread with power across the entire world. In fact, it's interesting that word power is uh, a power to witness and a power to perform miracles. Go. Bow your heads if you would with me. Father, you know we come and I think many times we don't think of greater works or when we hear these words that Jesus says, we probably think like the disciples thought, how? How? But Lord, we come back to your gospel hasn't changed. You haven't changed. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your heart for people hasn't changed. Your mission hasn't changed. It's still the word go, go, go. But Father, we want to be those people whose lives are surrendered to do the greater things that you intended us to do. Lord, you have a, a go for every one of our hearts. There's a go in our hearts. And I pray by your spirit that you speak those things that we never look at our ability to do things. We look at your ability through us to do what you've asked us and commanded us to do. And if you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Would you pray this? In fact, why don't all of us pray this with me? And if it's you praying it, pray it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth and believe that Jesus is Lord. Say this with me, everybody. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I choose to make you the Lord of my life. Fill me today with your Holy Spirit. Amen. You prayed that for the first time. Oh, we want to connect with you at the end of service. But I pray that in your heart today is that go, right? That go. Well, stand with me uh, as we close with this worship song. A,
1: A homework assignment for us this week. And it's found in Acts 16, verse 20. And it says, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, working with them meaning collaborating with them, Coming alongside, you know, doing the work with them, collaborating with them, and confirming, confirming the word through the accompanying of si- um, signs. Working with them. Do any of you have jobs in here? Okay. Do any of you work at home and you have people in your house that you work alongside to get tasks done at the house? You have people that you collaborate with to either run a household, run a business, work in an office. You work with people. The Lord is saying, I want to work with you. I want to come alongside and work with you. But he needs something to work with. So what does he need to work with? What he needs to work with is somebody that will open their mouth and share Jesus. Because if we don't do that, what can he work with? How can signs follow? How can signs take place? How can he confirm the word if we don't open our mouth to let him work with us with signs to follow? So your assignment this week, for myself as well. At least one person. One person. Doesn't matter if it's at your kid's school, doesn't matter if it's in the classroom, doesn't matter if it's on the job in the grocery store. At Rite Aid, at the dry cleaners. Doesn't matter where it is. Open your mouth and share Jesus. And if the Lord prompts you in the moment, say, is there anything I can pray for? You would be surprised that people will respond and let the Lord do the rest. It doesn't say you make the signs follow. It says he confirms with signs following, but he has to have something to work with. He has to have something. To collaborate with amen has he got a people he can work with in this house does he have people he could work with in this house is that an amen and I'm not trying to do a pep rally here folks but Jesus entrusted you entrusted you with his most greatest possession and that's people to open your mouth and speak a word. That's what he's entrusted to you. So this week, I will find at least one person to share Jesus with. I hope you do too. And if you do, I wanna hear about it. Next Sunday, find me. I wanna know, amen? If you need prayer, come on down, let's pray together. God bless you and have a great week. And don't forget to make your dish for next week.